0: Hey, good morning, all. Welcome back to the Common Good Podcast. I'm saying welcome back to us, Rob. We feels like we've been off for a, oh. for a couple of weeks, so it's good to be back. You know, we had that Absolutely. big long, big long twelve hour Common Goodathon, and uh, it's good to be back in the regular flow. It is a Tuesday, July nineteenth. The Middle of the beauty of the weather of Minnesota. I'll tell you, Minnesota can compete with just about anywhere in July. It's uh, if, if you like warm, soothing, comfortable weather. Uh, sometimes it gets a little humid. Today might be a little hot, but you know, if, especially if you feel like me, you like hot. Really good. How's it feeling there in Arkansas in July? Wait, what what
1: hot, do you hot? what do you what do you classify as hot there in Minnesota?
0: You know, uh, ninety four and up. 93, okay. it can live with, comfortable. 94, it just it becomes hot. 100, yep. of course, which we get to a lot. Really difficult because yep. it gets humid when it gets that hot here.
1: Yeah, here too. Uh, yeah, we are scheduled for uh weather of over 100 all week. You know, I think, I think the forecast for today, a high of 105. So that's not going to be a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, you stay indoors and you don't go out in it too much and be all right. So,
0: yeah, it's it's <laughs> that's great. Fine. You just stay, you just stay inside; you'll be fine. Everybody will be okay. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's 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 how we feel about, of course, the winter time. All right. Well, things are also heating up, Rob, and getting humid around the political <laughs> the political world, of course. Um, th- there hasn't been a Tuesday it feels like since I don't know mid year two thousand sixteen when uh, evangelicals converted to supporting Donald Trump in that fateful summer that it has not felt like the future of democracy is on the line on on every Mm -hmm. given tuesday and uh i'll tell you what rob my view is donald trump is as big of a problem now as ever so i know there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. who you know there's this phrase called trump trump obsessive syndrome or something uh, which i would probably you know qualify for uh, by any if there was some sort of political psychological evaluation but just because you know you're crazy doesn't mean you're not right sometimes and he he may have driven me over the edge but i still think he's a bigger problem because i think his candidacy in 2024 could will, will be if he if he decides to run more threatening to democracy than 2016 and 2020 because of yeah. what is Everything else on the ballots, P- ballot uh, around Trump, uh, what he brings to the office, people could have said, "Yeah, come on, it's it's not going to be like that, right?" Like you had to say to yourself, if he becomes president, he could act like such and such, and then he did, but you didn't, you couldn't guarantee it. Twenty twenty, he's saying a second term of this guy after all that he's done. Who knows what's going to now, after january sixth insurrection and the plotting and scheming that he put together from election day to January sixth to try to overthrow the election results, then if the man becomes president it's just
1: it it is yeah. worse than we've ever we, we've ever stared at before yeah, throughout his presidency, there was um, always that sense of the political norms the you know, just like the the normal procedures and just kind of like the how stuff is done, the expectations for that, you know, were consistently being um, violated, and and there was that sense of like there was kind of this disconcerting sense of oh well maybe he just doesn't know or I you know he's not a political animal and, and so. There was always that sense of, well, he might, you know, violate some, you know, normal procedure that we have as Americans, for instance, the peaceful transfer of power. Um, But you, uh, but but you kind of, you give him a break. He's just
0: unorthodox. He's just a little clumsy and unorthodox. Not not a typical politician.
1: All the pretext is off is gone it is it is okay no this guy is in it for himself and he is actually an existential threat to democracy or as you like to say doug the planet and all who live on it Uh, and so i i think you're absolutely right now it, it, you know, as I jumped on Twitter this morning to see what was trending, to see if there was anything good for us to talk about uh, today, most, most um, which I, I know I, I know you didn't do, Doug, because you deleted your Twitter account as birthday present to yourself. Um, I broke free, I broke yeah, free. Yeah. You know, trending this morning was Nikki Haley, who apparently um, was you know spending some time criticizing Donald Trump last night. Um, well, come on. No, I, am like, it, it's just so ridiculous. These folks who worked for him, who were a part of his administration, who now have to differentiate themselves from him, um, uh, this self differentiation that, that they're going through, it is, you know, it's about as awkward and as difficult as watching mm-hmm. a you know, a teenager try to like. You know, assert their self control, their self. You know, for the first time, it's you know, it's just come on. So you you have Nikki Haley doing this, you have Mike Pence doing this, you have Mike Pompeo doing it. You've got like all these people, Chris Christie, all these people that think they're going to be president. A A, number one, none of you are going to be president.
0: okay and two, it's, it's just that clear it's just chris christie doesn't I, have a chance is that is that true because yeah tell i think
1: me yeah yeah that's true i think nikki haley could have a chance but mm. i don't know uh, i but they just come off as so disingenuous like listen you 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 were the United Nations ambassador under Donald Trump and you tolerated so much. And now now you wanna like take some kind of moral high ground. It's just just ridiculous and infuriating. And for all of these people that are getting into this race, that will get into this race, and by the way, it is entirely too long. Uh, I'm I, Doug, I think you had mentioned previously about how you're not a fan of the parliamentary system. I'm yeah. totally with you on, totally with you on that. However, the upside is, hey, we're gonna de- declare an election. It's in six weeks, and you got six weeks. You don't have years and years and years of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, as we head into the next two years plus, because I think there's going to be presidential announcements before the midterms, including Donald Trump, as I've, as I predicted, um, the challenge on the Republican side is while Trump does not have the level of support he had previously, his support is more unified and more rabid than any others. And so once you get into a, you know, a multi-person primary, that's not a, you know, one-on-one kind of thing,
0: um,
1: all you got to do is, is, you know, win the most votes and his folks aren't going anywhere. You know, if it's, if it's, you know,
0: 50%. You're saying for the, you're saying for the, for the Republican primary, he's just in the Republican. Yes. Yeah. The others will
1: divide exactly that i think make him the presumptive nominee for the republican party which is just once again terrifying
0: yeah i mean look it's uh it's a shock if that if that were to happen again if republicans somehow were forced to have this man be their candidate again uh on the on the general ballot that i think the level of strain that would put on the republican system will be will be intense like it was bad in 2016 Um, But a lot of those guys in 2016 just thought it was a throwaway election anyway. It was a bit like Bill Clinton running in 1992. I don't know if you remember, but in 1992, because George H.W. Bush, because of the Gulf War uh, uh, episode, had like a 90% approval rating because of Operation Desert. Mm -hmm. And, And all of the other Democratic candidates... Decided not to run that year, and when yeah. Clinton got in, it was because it wasn't a great, wasn't a great, yep. you know, race, yep. and uh, sort of, sort of ran away with it, you know. Well, th- this is something that the, and then because Ross Perot was in, this is something that the Republicans yeah. Yeah. are not going to let happen again. They're not yeah. going to let look. And I'm no Republican fan. I think these people need to sit on the on the political bench for a decade, right? And think but. about what they've done. <laughs> and if and if you're having trouble, we can show you some video. We, it, yeah, I think he's gonna re- he's going to be facing a level of anti-Trump organization that's not just like a couple guys from the Lincoln Project, you know, that were banking out of the Republican Party anyway, or you know, just saw themselves as uh, some sort of you know. Dark Knight heroes. I think it's going to be something much more uh, sophisticated, and I I bet that people like Liz Cheney and others are going to get into that race also very soon. I bet they're going to start announcing whether Trump announces this summer or he waits until the fall or early winter to to formally announce. Which you know the diff for Trump, the difference between formally announcing and not is is. Very, very minute. Normally, for people when they formally announce versus just saying out loud, hey, I'm going to run for president, it has to do with how they're fundraising and what the money's mm-hmm. going to be used for. The reason Trump doesn't have that problem is that the Republican Party in 2016, 17, handed over the database and the fundraising operation from the RNC to Trump Inc. <laughs> They gave it to the Trump campaign, which is really his private business. So by giving it to the, to, to the Trumps of the world, that's why all the other Republicans are having to not violate Trump. It's not just because he's going to tweet about him. It's because they control the database and they control the money. That was the RNCs. What the RNC is supposed to do is create an infrastructure. They gave that to Trump. Yes, I mean the the clown yes. show of of these people. So it's very difficult for people to win against him. But I think they're going to. I think there's going to be yeah. a huge amount of pushback.
1: Can I just throw a little footnote into your comment? For you know, you mentioned the '92 election and George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Ross Perot. I'm currently reading uh, one of my favorite authors, a guy named Chuck Klosterman, um, mm-hmm. and he's got a new book out called The '90s. Uh, which is fantastic, and uh, I just a couple days ago read the chapter about the 92 election and, oh. and Ross Perot, and it is uh, it is fascinating and highly recommended. So a little, just a little footnote there that if, you, if you're if you looking for something to read, uh, you can get it at the library. It's, that's where I got my, my copy. Oh, the oh, 90s the na- by Chuck Klosterman.
0: Libraries, the Napster of Books. Yeah. I'm just distributing yeah. copyrighted material yeah. without so, payment to the yeah. author. Hey, um yeah. do you think that something like a Ross Perot is an option, though? That a real like a put together a full-on alternative, not just Evan McMullen kind of pulling his stuff together in the summer of 2016, but a well-articulated, well crafted, we will keep Donald Trump from becoming president by hiving off. 20 percent of republicans who are going to vote in the general election in certain states for president for someone other than trump if he becomes the if he becomes the nominee i think that's a real possibility i think there's a burn it down uh approach because i believe that there's a lot of republicans who who say what we've all been hearing from the january 6 commission saying which is this man can be nowhere near the white house again yeah and it doesn't yeah. make sense for the party to elect a one-term president. What party wants to? Elect? I mean, that doesn't even make yeah. sense for them. Their future is not with Donald Trump. So I, I just think there's uh, a chance that you could have a real realignment, and that could end up having a generational level of consequence to it.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that. That's an interesting notion. I'll have to I'll have to noodle on that a bit and think about you know who who that person could be. I mean, it would have to, there would have to be some level of sophistication, some self-funding, you know, I, I you know, I, I know that Jeff Bezos has flirted with, with things. So I, I don't know. That's, yeah, that Bloomberg, is a, There's
0: there's some billionaires out there that are like, Oh, well, totally. I, I, could, mean, I could
1: run a campaign
0: yeah. in 25 presidential campaign that focuses on 25 states really,
1: you know, seriously. And, there's, yeah, I'm not sure Mike Bloomberg's the best example, given uh, you know what he was not able to do in uh, in uh, uh, 2020. But yeah, oh, look, so, I understand. But, but
0: here's here's what I'm getting at: the difference between running for the nomination and saying I want to be the Republican yes. nominee, and therefore yeah, I'm and going be. to abide by that, and I'm going to work the system, and then whatever happens in the primaries. I'm saying somebody who forms a party. Or runs under the banner of a independence party or a libertarian party or some you know one one of the one of the throwaway yep. offshoot parties that that yep. exist. Um, if that's not already happening, I sure hope some people are getting their act together and getting those parties organized and formalized in states so that they can be on ballots and so on. Because that really could be could yeah. be the uh, the future. And I think I think this Thursday night, you know, yeah. as someone who has thought Donald Trump's personal and political <laughs> demise is not around was, the corner it was yesterday was, you know yeah that it's kind of. imminent
1: it's yeah, like yeah. the rapture it could happen yeah. any moment
0: i i do think that this thursday is when they bring the loop together and say here's what donald trump did not do on that yeah. day and they contrast it with what was being done by Mike Pence, and then what was not being act- actualized on January 6th, dereliction of duty. Like you can say a lot about Donald Trump that Republicans can let go of. Dereliction of duty when it comes to protecting the United States of America is not one of those. If they can move 5, 10, 15% of Republicans to believe that Donald Trump did not fulfill that base commitment. On that day, I think that's uh, I think that's a real a real yeah. game changer. But you're yeah, convinced so, that uh, he's gonna he's gonna run anyway. I'm still not convinced. Yeah. I think he will, but I also think he could get right up to the point where he's flirting with running and talking about it and and then decides not to, that he that he reads the writing on the wall and says, This doesn't this actually doesn't make sense. I, I will lose. And if I lose, you know, then but hey, look, I just put up a video yesterday of, uh, it was a YouTube video with a little snarky kind of clickbait cover that was, um, I finally now see the evidence that Donald Trump has been talking about from, you know, of a, of, a, of a rigged election. It's now clear to me. And the evidence is that Joe Biden won, right? So I sort of go through this little five minute video, totally worth four, four minutes of your time to watch this five minute video. It, he not only said these very, like truly the same words in 2020, for much of 2020, that he said in 2016, both about Hillary Clinton and about yep. Ted Cruz in Iowa, and what he wrote about Barack Obama's win over Mitt Romney, what he tweeted yep. on in November of 2012. Rob, I was shocked to read and then hear myself reading his tweets saying the words. They are the exact phrases that he used at the ellipse and that he was using during this campaign. From Travesty and uh, uh, Rigged Election and The Loser One, but he did spell one W or O N E instead of W O N. So it was a very confusing tweet when he said The Loser One. Uh, I, I actually recorded <laughs> two different versions of it because I couldn't fit And I was like, oh, I think he meant W O N. All that to say, he has just consistently been saying those same, same things. I mean, the practice lines are incredible what, what he had everything short of stop the steal it's all like fight like hell all of it it's all there right so th- this guy's you know capacity to fear losing is enormous and i think that's yeah. uh i think that's yeah but we'll see if thursday actually actually moves more people i saw some polling over the weekend maybe you saw it too in some reports like in wyoming and wisconsin that Self-identified independents who just happen to always vote for Republicans, you know, that crowd, you know, like, I'm not a Republican. Just turns out that's the only people I ever vote for. Yep. Those people are moving away from Trump in those important states. And that is exactly the thing that he does not want to happen. So maybe by announcing a run, he will. But but I think he's still, I think he's still testing the waters here. Because what the man says to anyone is not what he's necessarily going to do. I think he's...
1: Yep. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> um, he is. I mean, as everyone says, he's a master marketer, and so teasing a uh, a run, teasing a decision, teasing an announcement, like he he gets all of that. He gets the power of all of that, whether he does it or not. And I mm-hmm. and I think he will. Um, but even if he decides not to, he understands the power, the fundraising power. Because listen, here's. There are rules about like this money that he raises, what he's allowed to do and not do with mm-hmm. it. You know, uh, those rules aren't going to be enough to stop him from doing whatever he wants with the money. So yeah, you think campaign and, and, fat and, finance
0: uh, and, uh, violations is the, what he's really afraid of?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. The federal and, and as feckless as the federal election commission is, like come on, this is a. This is a, a a toothless organization that is just it's it's no. a it's a sham, but but I want to say this. January sixth commission uh, has been you know m- my favorite television show of the year. It des- totally deserves an Emmy. I uh, you know because we happen to be friends with someone who is nominated for an Emmy. I I sent a little congratulatory message to a friend of ours who was nominated for an Emmy, Danny Strong for writing for dope sick. And, uh, and then I thought, you know, next year, I hope I'm sending an email to Liz Cheney saying, congratulations, <laughs> or Benny Thompson saying, congratulations uh, on your Emmy nomination. Cause the January 6th commission has been fascinating television. It has been really um, amazing to watch. It has been, uh, you know, and so this is the last episode and you know the season's going to be over, and is there? There's this sense of like, is this going to be renewed or not? Are we going to get, are we going to get season two, or are we going to get any bonus episodes? But the finale Thursday is in prime time. You remember the premiere was in prime time, Doug, prime and time. you remember what the, you remember what the viewing audience was. It was 20 million people tuned in. More yeah. people than watch, you know, major sporting events. More people that than watch, you know, an NFL game on a Sunday. Like it was a gigantic. Now I I know for, I know I 20 know 20. I, I I know you can say, um, you can say, well, you know, there's we're a country of 360 million people. Why are only 20 million tuning in? Listen, 20 million people tuning into anything is a, a big big deal. It's a lot. 20 million people tuned in. I think the finale is going to do better than that because the, uh, the January six commission has shown that they have the goods. Um, I think there's a lot of like, this has not been boring procedural stuff. This mm-hmm. is, it has been understandable cookies on the bottom shelf. Like anybody watching, regardless of your level of engagement, can have a sense of what's going on. Um, they've done a, an, an amazing job, and you know, I think I think they are set to blow the doors off on on Thursday. I hope my expectations are not too high. Um, you know the one the one thing I am following, Doug. Have you been following the story about the uh, the deleted Secret Service texts? Yeah. I have, you know, yeah. there, there's, you know, they're part of what one of the things that we've learned through the commission hearings is that Donald Trump on on January sixth wanted to uh, have his security detail take him to the Capitol because he wasn't going to walk. Come on, let's be honest, he wasn't going <laughs> to well,
0: walk. Well, that not only because a couple of miles, you know, right? He's, he's he's a golf he's a golf cart golfer, but also yeah. even the man's level of confidence that the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers that were armed with weapons in Washington, D.C. weren't yeah. there to hurt him. The yeah. president of the United States probably shouldn't be walking the mall uh, in the yes. middle of a crowd, right? Like there's, yeah. a safety, there's a safety level there. I
1: mean, maybe he could uh, have, Maybe that was the have...
0: one good decision the man made that day was maybe just for the sake of the presidency, I shouldn't oh. be out in the middle of the mall. You know what he should have done? I can he rock have, stars, you know, body surfing along the mall he, up to the Capitol. No,
1: he should have you know? no. He should have grabbed, you know, pulled his phone out, downloaded the app, and got one of those rental uh, scooters and just, you know, zipping his the lime scooter. The
0: way <laughs> Trump on a <laughs> lime scooter. <Can> you- <laughs> awesome! <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, but he would have used uh, one of his.
1: I've, I have tickled myself. The uh, yeah. the image of Donald Trump on a on a lime scooter. He on his way to the his... Capitol with like the hordes of proud boys like running behind him trying to keep up. Oh, I, oh it's Well, and truthfully, you but know, anyways, if you so,
0: watch the, the, the hearing, they know that's exactly what Trump wanted to come in there yes. like that. But walking with a whole crowd of a per- private militia behind. Like, had he done that? Maybe Mitch McConnell would have stayed, you know, uh, opposed to him. Maybe yes. right. Maybe had the executive branch so with sure. Donald President with Donald Trump at the front brought a bunch of hooligans into the Capitol building and demanded that he have access and stand there while, while Mike Pence doesn't, you know, uh, wants him to not count the electoral college votes. That would have been. I mean, as, as oh. riveting as what happened was, can you yeah. imagine had oh. people not actually stopped Donald Trump from going? Can you just yeah. like that's one of those shows they should make about oh. alternative, you know, alternative yeah. paths. Like, what if yeah. this had happened? Oh, because yeah. that's what I, they had plotted. I mean, that's I, what they yeah. were planning to do. Yeah, yeah. I, it or at is least he wanted what. to be outside the building at that other
1: stage that they're
0: getting up. But anyway, yeah. you 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 were finishing yeah. another yeah. thought so. that, that he, he didn't want to walk.
1: Yeah, so he wanted to have the uh, Secret Service take him to uh, to uh, the, the Capitol building. Cassie Hutchinson um, testified that he physically attempted to take the steering wheel of the uh, presidential limo that he was in, the Beast, as they call it. Actually, he wasn't he- in the Beast. I just... Oh, so oh! people oh, who wasn't the beast.
0: No, the beast is the big limo, and he's in the back, and it's there's a partition. Yeah. He was in that SUV. That's why in the hearing oh. they showed the caravan go by, and it was the little SUV. So he was just oh, in the back That like makes in that a partition. That's yeah. because people immediately jumped on it and they said it's not possible. The beast, yeah. it's like you can't reach. In, you, it's separated. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you knucklehead. That's why they showed the the thing. No, i saying you're knucklehead. That's what people were saying yeah. on the... You know, yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a knucklehead. But anyway, he was in a secured vehicle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, in, not in not. the vehicle he was in. He attempted to, uh, to hijack the vehicle, <laughs> and he was stopped by a Secret Service agent. Um, he was also... Um, Allegedly grabbed that Secret Service agent by the clavicles, and uh, which remains one of my favorite parts of the uh, January sixth hearing. Someday we're going to look back. There's and we're going to talk about some of the highlights, and clavicles is going to be uh, is going to be one of them. Um, and for those of you that haven't watched, you don't get the little inside joke. You got to watch the you got to watch the show to get the jokes. Um, yep. and, and we'll be bringing so, it to
0: you live, right wherever
1: you're watching so, us is that story confirmed by secret service agents via text texting one another you'll never believe what happened or would that would those texts from secret service agents confirm that there was a plan to remove mike pence from the capitol building so that he could not certify the election get into the car i'm not getting into this car as as Mike Pence said, and he refused. He stayed at the Capitol building so he could do his job because you know they might still be driving Mike Pence around right now, like if the if he had gotten into the car. Um, is there evidence that that was the plan? Is there any evidence that Secret Service members were willing to aid and abet Donald Trump in you know s- stopping the steal or stealing the? election or, you know, like, were they, you know, what, and listen, I I know we want, we want to, you know, think, oh, the secret service, like these are good and honorable men. They would take a bullet and we think the West wing and, you know, the close relationships that, you know, president Bartlett had with that secret. Service. you know, like, you know, we've got these kind of Hollywood ideas about secret service. Don't buy it. No, no. Do you remember sure the secret service, like prostitute scandal from a few totally. years ago? Totally. You know, like these,
0: agency like, out of control. Yeah. Has been. Yes. For a long time.
1: And so what, and, and listen, Doug, you can't delete texts. You can delete, you can delete them from view. Totally. I you mean, can,
0: that's the thing about this whole like, scandal. This so what happened stuff is people who-
1: not going away. So the, like, I'm dying to know. Will this will the January 6th Commission continue with what like their original plan was to show the dereliction of duty of Donald Trump on January 6th or that he didn't do anything because it seemed like that was where everything was going? Or does this you know new emergence of the January 6th Secret Service text being deleted, does that like, does that necessitate a little change of direction? Mm-hmm and an extending of the series by an episode. I mean, what do you have a sense about that? Is it going to just simply be incorporated in? Because this seems to me like it is an absolute bombshell.
0: Yeah. Look, if it turns out that the texts that were deleted from the phones uh, has information on them that's pertinent, then you've got a scandal. If it's simply regular communication on those phones and there's nothing there because as you say that they're using phones like the rest of us the secret services they might the phone might be you know encrypted but it's using a messaging system so it's either using android or iMessage or something so that that's where they are they're on a server those things exist they're not they're not gone 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 right things are just not unless they're using private encrypted apps which i'm sure that the, the Secret Service is not using in a way that the Secret Service can't get to them. What happened, though, so people know who aren't following this story, is that the Inspector General asked for the Secret Service to keep all of their communications related to January 6th and so on. The Secret Service, turns out, was swapping out phones, getting rid of some, and and wiping Allegedly. them. And one side of the Secret Service agency kept moving on that process when the other side that got the data about preserve this didn't communicate this to the other people, and they wiped a bunch of phones. Right? That's what this, the uh, that's what both the Inspector General and the Secret Service say. Now, someone should lose their job because they should have communicated that. If that turns out to be something more than a typical process of of Clearing, you know, devices because there's thousands of people in the Secret Service. So there's, you know, somebody's running IT over there. It's just running, you know, doing all the stuff you do at a big organization. If it turns out not to just be that again, the Secret Service is incompetent and the Secret Service is run by a bunch of lackeys and Trump put his own people in charge and they run a poor organization, which has been the complaint from (laughs) Secret Service agents for a long time. If it's not that and it's something more pointed, then that should probably take on some congressional hearing that's totally unrelated to the January 6th special committee, right? So the committee had better refer this to something else, some other investigation, if that's the case. I hope that they stay the course and don't get, you know, uh, attracted to these other stories, because people are not going to care about the fact that the inspector general told the Secret Service to do something and that an interagency fight has broken out about who has jurisdiction over this and that. Like that is just, that is not, well, the minute you say the inspector general, people are like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what is happening? Just, they inspector just want to know, did Donald,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> did, did Donald Trump sit in the Oval Office when he's being told to call in the National Guard or to call in the Defense Department and said, no, I won't do it? that's yeah. what they want. And if it's not, if if that's on the table and they start talking about this other stuff, good yeah. golly, that'll be it. And, and I still feel like they canceled a Thursday hearing 3 weeks ago. I don't think it was ever replaced. I can't figure out yes, in the calendar. Was.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, what, they what, just they they didn't cancel it, they just delayed. Everything has been everything has been late. They were supposed to be done by now according to the original schedule. Okay. Yeah, and they added a hearing with Cassidy Hutchinson. That was, that yeah, was that's nuts. what I
0: mean. So they had the yeah, regular that was, number. They had mm-hmm. the set six or whatever. They've done five. Yeah. This is six, but they added the one with Cassidy Hutchinson. But they canceled one. That's what I'm getting at. So which one was canceled? Because they added one. It's like that. It's like that trick with the with the you know you got change for twenty when the guy comes up to you on the street and does the thing and somehow you ended up giving him forty bucks, which is still one of the great swindles that I love and and leave the man with the forty dollars. I feel like that's happened in here somewhere. I I could be wrong, but it's not quite doesn't I So I think there's some information they haven't that, that they've they pivoted away from. My point being they are willing to do that these guys. All right, so Trump is a real problem. We have to stop him. Yeah. We're we'll coming good. We will be here. We will Seriously? do our
1: part. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Donald Trump is a real problem.
0: Yeah. And and uh, and we're still on the case. One last thing I want to get to in our, our final minutes before we talk, you know, if we have time to talk about that there's only 20 counties in America that determine the future of the Congress, of the federal government, um, which is kind of shocking for all. all, you know, there's 50 states and thousands of counties and there's 20 that matter. The fist bump, Rob. The fist bump. No, now, look, I have been a Biden supporter. I liked Joe Biden when he tried to run in 88. I liked Joe Biden when he tried to run in 96. I liked Joe Biden when he was a vice president. I elected, I voted for Joe Biden and wanted him to be elected. I don't think he should run again, just simply because the man has done his time on this earth. It's time for him to you know, take it easy. And he's not... Uh, six years from now, he still shouldn't be having to be the president of the United States. But that fist bump... With MSB of Saudi yeah. Arabia, that wasn't quite Trump standing next to Putin and saying, "I know my I know my uh, you know my my people told me that Russia interfered in the election, but Putin told me he didn't. So you know why would he? It's not that bad. Yeah, but to publicly choreograph choreograph up a. a, a, a fun greeting a little fist bump not only with MSB who oversaw the execution and murder of uh, Washington Post journalist
1: yeah
0: in order to cover up his own crimes and all the other things that they're doing in Saudi Arabia but he also fist bumped the other guys like look I, I get it I don't want to hear you know again some pundit saying The president of the United States isn't on a playground. The president of the United States has to work with everybody. This isn't about picking friends. You have to work with bad people. Yeah, you work with bad people, but they're not your golf buddy. You don't have to fist bump them like they made a putt. Like That little thing in our culture, that's a sign of affirmation. That's a sign of affection. That's a sign of playful greeting. The president could walk up, stone-faced, look the man in the face, and say, I'm the president. You're the prince soon to be king of Saudi Arabia. Let maybe is the king. Let's get down to business. Shuffling up and smiling and fist bumping—that is like whatever went on in the background of the White House conversation about how they're going to choreograph. Because that was not an accident. Bothers me, and and I think will bother me until you know I forget that it happened, and then when I remember, it'll bother me again. I don't think it's going to stop bothering me if I can keep remembering that it happened. Do you have a thought on it? <sighs> you don't seem by you. You don't seem bothered by it at all. No, you don't, I. You seem like the I, kind of guy that just wants to fist bump murderers, Rob. I don't understand no, why. No, I really
1: don't. <laughs> I. I mean, I. I completely agree with you that the optics are ridiculous. That even a handshake, any, it, you know, even a handshake, you can you can play off as well. That's just a normal professional greeting. Yeah. Um. A fist bump has a level of familiarity to it that uh, that um, you know that is troublesome with a uh, a murderous mm-hmm. dictator like the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Um, and great phrase, <sighs> crown prince. I know. Seriously, I love it. Um, I, I, this has been a whole podcast of great phrases because I love the phrase "dereliction of duty" as well. Oh, um,
0: what if there was so, a dereliction of duty by the crown prince? That would just really
1: <laughs> well. Um, so I think um, I, I don't know. I this feels like uh, y- yes, the short term optics are rough. It's it's this is a this is one of those political things that you know get seized on by you know people to make political points that they already fair believe enough. and they already think and i don't know i fair enough yes, it's it's unfortunate, i've spent
0: a lot of yeah. time complaining we, about Donald Trump cozying up to Kim yes. Jong Un cozying up to yes. Putin cozying up to to uh uh Syria and it's really a problem and then to watch Joe Biden go to Saudi Arabia and to be familial it, level of brother-in-law but, fist bumping as the, but, first of all, quit the fist bumping as the president of the United States. Like when anybody does that in their job, unless your job is to be like, uh, I don't know, oh, uh, it's an entertainer, yes. quit yes, It's with cheeky the fist and weird. Bump. Yeah, like honestly, that stuff. Yeah. Like it was yeah. cute when, you know, when tiger woods did it to his caddy in 1998 it's not cute when the president of the united states does it to a murderous crown prince so
1: but but i think you know doug i i think there's this sense of like we we want joe biden to be different we want joe biden to be you know antithetical to donald trump or antithetical to you know, the, the things that make us uncomfortable. I think the reality, like we've got to face the reality that, that Joe Biden is a, is a political animal through and through. He is an, he is an insider of the insiders. And listen, I would, I, I <laughs> uh, put cards on the table. As I've said, I don't think I've ever said on this podcast, I never imagined I would work so hard to get someone elected president. Who I barely want to be president. I, like I am, not, <laughs> yeah, well, I am.
0: Well, I am. What was that? What a, was the last president? Uh, president? You know, a uh, uh, formal candidate that you're like. I'm thrilled about that one. Uh, well, so um, it's just not a thing you get I, to do. I, yeah, I hear you.
1: You know, I, I just I think that but I'm not listen, talking I'm, about I,
0: personal I, or policy or anything. It's just function in the
1: office. And it just oh, I know, but like that. But terrible. why? Why would it? Why would it surprise you that, because a, it that is, a political insider- Because it's bad in-
0: politics. That That's the thing that surprises well, me about Joe it. Joe
1: Biden is not good at politics.
0: Well, then I don't know what you're saying. If you're saying that it doesn't surprise me because it's just what political animals do, but he's bad at it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, and that's what bugs no, me. Like, like Joe Biden, yes. look, you can say a lot about Joe Biden. The man has is good at politics. He has been a a- Professional politician, successful as a politician. He's never lost an election, all this kind of stuff. Like by every measure, the guy has accomplished what he wants in his job since he was 28 years old of being a representative of the people of the United States of America, other than the couple of years after being vice president, when he, you know, wasn't in office. I I don't I I don't think Joe Biden's like he's clumsy he's bad at, at, at politics. What I don't understand from the White House perspective is why they would choose because they chose to do this. Right. I'd heard more than a week ago. I heard a report and I was a little stunned by the what the reporter said. The reporter said there was a lot of attention being and obviously this is total insider stuff like. Like this is sports level of ESPN conversation, you know, uh, about what's happening within the
1: within the organization of the football team. Yeah, we're going inside the NFL here.
0: Uh, But uh, there was a reporter, I think, on NPR who I heard say one of the questions the White House is dealing with is what is there, what is, where are going to be the optics when Joe Biden meets the Crown Prince. Are they going to do that out in public? Is it going to be inside? Like all that's choreographed, right? So they were talking about it. And what, what he said was, is he going to bow? Is he going to handshake? Or is he going to fist bump? These are the questions that the White House is struggling with. And I was like, there's no question here <laughs> to me, right? It's a handshake. Yeah. That's it. You don't bow. Presidents, it yep. doesn't it doesn't work well in the United States. When when Obama did it, or when Trump did yep. it, it does, I get it that it's customary. But with Saudi Arabia, it's just so he's not bowing. I'm sure of that. Of course, he's not going to fist bump. He's not. They're not golf buddies. So what did he do? Fist bumped. That tells me that. These were leaked conversations of the orchestration of that, and then I heard a report after this was done, where the person who who's the political expert in Saudi Arabia said, "The Saudis really wanted that; they asked for it, they wanted it because they had been so marginalized and so worried that what Biden said as a candidate, which is we want to turn you know MSB and." the Saudi that's crown prince and Saudi Arabia into the pariahs that they are internationally, that they wanted some concessions from the president to see them as more legitimate before they were going to open up more oil. Now, if what Biden is having to say, what he had to deal with was basically, look, it became a negotiating chip. And if you didn't negotiate for a kind of friendly greeting that said, we're in on this together because they know what the fist bump means, like this is where it's like when, when Melania wore the jacket. you are talking about this. These people are this
1: this stuff. <laughs> fist bump gate. I cannot Look. wait for the. Oh, it's like it's. You know, it maybe is like that absolutely. 70s show beca- became that 80s show and it was a terrible spin off. Or Joni loves Chachi was a terrible spin off. Like the Fist Bump Commission hearings are going to be a terrible <laughs> spin off of the January no, 6th Commission hearings. <laughs> <laughs> fist That's Bump it. Gate. We're going no, into I- detail on what happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but this is this is what I'm getting at. See, because what the president does, as we've talked about here a lot, is they have two roles. One of them is they're the executive of the yep. executive branch and they have to perform the executive functions. The other is they're the representative of the United yep. States of America. And we we actually give more credence to that. So yep. when Trump behaves in a way like says punch him in the face or says it's my generals or his wife wears a jacket that says I don't care to do you or he says about Putin why wouldn't I believe him or he hugs uh, Kim Jong-un or he throws paper towels to the people in Puerto Rico in the middle of a crisis. Yes. Those things matter. And yes. this White House of, of Biden choreographs everything. This was planned and why they would do this. if yes. and, and And then when Biden got home two nights ago, a reporter shouted, do you regret the fist bump? Right? So this is off the plane, First question. And what does he say? Why don't you ask me something important? Okay. Why don't you ask me something important and then I'll answer it? You know what I'd love to know? Was it important enough for there to be any communication among staff about how you were going to greet the crown prince? Because if you thought it was important enough to choreograph that, and then you don't think it's important enough for someone to ask, why did you do it? But it was important enough for you to put it together. This is the kind of thing that. I think really, really matters. The presidency of the United States is inhabited by an individual. And for the president to do that with those guys, and then not to come out and say, look, it's really complicated. We're negotiating about oil limits and oil uh, 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 increase, and we want oil prices to go down in the United States. That's all part of the negotiation. Then go ahead and tell us that, right? Because if there's such, you know, like we're big operators, we know what's going on. I, look, we've promised we're going to be hard on uh, on Trump when he's a buffoon, and we're going to be hard on Biden when he does stuff like this. I don't feel like there's been that many times when Biden has failed as in his in his role as president. I think he's been pretty pretty good in his public affect role. I think you know being able to move. Uh, the Democratic caucus the way that he wants to. He's misjudged that and has blundered it and overstepped, and I think they haven't been very effectual on some policy things that really matter to people, and it's going to cost them deeply. But I think, generally speaking, as the person functioning as a president, he's been pretty good. This, I think, is terrible. Uh, Wow. I am... You clearly do not. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I am here you think for it. It's, I,
1: <laughs> I am in to talk about this bump for as for as long as we need to. It's just that's.
0: It's terrible. It's terrible, and, Are
1: you and again, the if it, Steve Bannon if, uh, trial,
0: I well, I just that. heard that it started. and I, I, What I heard that they were starting. Um, this is before yesterday when it started. Was that it was the beginning of jury selection. Yeah. So, is it? Was there any news that came out of that, or was it just?
1: Uh, I think the there was the, 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 the court? No, no, no news yet. Just, okay. just that it's it's moving along.
0: Because he's going to plead before this thing goes to trial, is mm-hmm. my guess. Now, whether or not they panel a, a jury, get all the way through that process before they work out a deal, um, because he is not. You know, when the judge, did you hear last week? You know, when Bannon asked for them to have a change of oh. rules, delay, oh, or his, include some information. His
1: entire case was thrown out by the judge, basically. Every defense that he has was yeah, and the, like, and the attorney for, inadmissible.
0: And the attorney for Bannon said, why even have a trial then if we can't provide these defenses? And the judge said, that's a very good question. You should consider that with your client. Why have a trial? Like you're guilty and the things you've said you want to offer as a defense you don't get to offer as a defense so because it's not in question whether he didn't appear for the subpoena it's not that kind of trial yes it's exactly what he did do which he says he did do which is to not show up for the subpoena and not not show up for the um for the hearing that he had a subpoena for so he clearly did it. That's not in question. It's just, did he have a reason? Was it legitimate? And he was told the reasons you're going to offer, you can't offer. So that's it. It's yeah. settled. So he's going to lose. So does does Bannon this is this is does Bannon want to be able to say, the government forced me into a bad deal? And we all know what that's like when the government moves against you. And I just had to do the best I could, right? Which is what he did the first time. <laughs> or when he was convicted or does he say a jury of my peers convicted me? That's worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: yeah, it is worse.
0: confident that this guy is going to say, he's, you know, he's going to plead it out and then say, Oh, I, you know, what, what, what else was I going to do? You know, th- throw himself on the, on the mercy of when the federal government comes again, because that's their great line. This is what Mike Flynn uses, what Roger Stone used, is what Steve Bannon used was to say to their people, who follow them. The federal government has way too much power and they can just make you do things that you don't want to do. They'll make you confess yeah. to things you didn't do. That's their line. That's Mike Flynn's line. Like I didn't do any of those things. It's just, they created a set of conditions where there's nothing else I could do. You throw a jury in there and that gets a little more difficult, right? A jury found you guilty. Like, hmm. Uh, so my guess is that Steve Bannon is uh, going to go to jail. The guy's going to go to jail. I mean, again, yeah, the number of people mean. around Trump that are are criminals is just incredible. It's true. And and does any of that compare to a fist bump? I I, I got to say, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it does. Don't bump the don't bump the crown yeah. prince. Is that, is that is that trending on that on Elon Musk's uh, social network yet? Hey, what's happening with that? By the way, I got to go here in a second. But but what's what what's what's happening with that? Is is, uh, is, is Musk buying is- it?
1: no twitter is he's he's pulled a, he's trying to pull out of the deal and twitter is suing him mm-hmm. um to force him to buy them
0: so what do you think is going to happen is he going to buy him he's just going to pay him a billion dollars <laughs> to get out of the deal is
1: no uh, i i don't know it's ridiculous there's a lot of people that think that this was all a uh an orchestrated stunt that would give elon musk a reason to sell off uh tesla stocks that were um uh, <laughs> coming due and he wanted to be able to sell them really? without hurting the value of Tesla. And this gave him a reason to do that. I don't know.
0: Because people uh, said, hey, if he dumps Tesla stock, you know, just on a, on a slow drip, people are going to be onto it. But if he thinks right. that Twitter is worth more than Tesla, then that won't be a problem for Tesla value. <laughs> then people will just think, <laughs> sure, the guy traded out, you know, uh, the, the leading electric car company value for A bot-driven website, and that's the the misses you, Doug. That that, 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 that that that's the logic that they have that this was uh, that that somehow he needed a ruse to keep. No, the I'll tell you that the
1: the best thing on Twitter over the last few days has been uh, Emmanuel, the Emu. If you're if if if, if you're not familiar with Emmanuel the Emu, Emu, you uh, you should be. It is. From the insurance it's, commercials? Uh, no, that's that's. Isn't that Doug? Doug isn't his name Doug? Doug? Maybe Doug, I, Doug. Doug. Doug the emu. Or is Doug the is Doug the emu or is Doug the mm-hmm. the guy with the emu? Because I, I just think Doug know. is and,
0: the guy with the emu. Oh, Doug, uh, Doug and emu. Because isn't it oh, Lemu, emu, and Doug?
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that there's
1: you, just a vo- the, the voice. <laughs> God. It's coming I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question. What is and that? We got a question of- about emus. I'm um, I'm on it. Oh, here. Dan, have you seen uh, Have you seen Emmanuel the emu? No, um, I haven't. So there is a. There, I think this might be a TikTok thing. There's a uh, <laughs> There's a, a a farmer who uh, a young woman, young woman. Uh, uh, I, I think she's 29. That that feels like a young woman to me. Um, There's a, you're, you're in a hole. You're never getting out of on that one. though. No. Yeah, yeah. Puts a uh, you know puts puts videos out educational videos from the farm, little content, and nice. uh, frequently gets interrupted by her emu named Emmanuel, and uh, <laughs> and has put together some compilation videos of Emmanuel interrupting her, and they're they are fantastic. Nice. And nice. so you know, yeah. So, anyways, that's the kind of content we need in the world.
0: Yeah, that's what TikTok need, is for. for
1: we, need f- we need we l- need fewer Steve Bannons and more Emmanuel the Emus.
0: All right, one last question for you, Rob. You're the only person I personally know that chooses that's chosen to be on Truth Truth Social. Uh, any movement over there? Any action? Is there that's Trump's social network? Anything going on? Yeah, over there?
1: you know, um, I check in every once in a while. Um, I have only posted a few times. I have I have tried to get kicked off, but I I, I really want to take the experiment of going real hard trying to get kicked yeah. off, uh, you know, but I don't really want to invest the time in that. The time to uh, do it, yeah. 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 So, so I don't know, true social Devin Nunes, they're all annoying. Yeah. Uh All right. Uh Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a. We didn't get to the 20 counties that like, are going to oh, no. decide a, uh, <laughs> decide the midterms. Next time, for sure. Next time. Next time. Listen, listen. Hey, listen a couple of elections every, tonight. So your your election. homework, your homework, dear listeners, <laughs> dear viewers, is to read the 20 read the Politico article about the 20 counties that are going to decide the the midterms and be ready to discuss it next week in class. Yes,
0: it could be a pop quiz. All right, friends. Hey, uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, in uh, at uh, eight a.m. No, ten a.m. Central Time, eleven a.m. Eastern, eight a.m. out on the on the West Coast. That's nine in the mountains. Uh, and then uh, Thursday night, uh, same sort of thing: seven, eight, six, five for uh five. We're we're live here, depending on where you live. All right, is that good for today? Great. Thank you both. If I could, I'd fist bump you both right now. See, you know what? Because that's what we do. That's what we do. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everybody.